Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. See, the golden rule is selfless. It's agape love. How would I want to be treated if I was in their shoes? Yeah, but Pastor Mark, they don't deserve to be forgiven or have mercy. Exactly. What do I want when I blow it? I want mercy and grace and forgiveness. Can I hear an amen? Do I want somebody to beat me up and condemn me? No. The golden rule. We've heard this most all of our lives, even before we became Christians. There's a good chance that we haven't heard it in the full context of Jesus' messages, though. Pastor Mark will be getting into the nitty-gritty of the heart attitude that is required to successfully follow this rule. We'll also be learning about the concepts of reaping and sowing and about how God views mercy. As we continue through the book of Luke, Pastor Mark will be sharing Jesus' warning about judging others, condemning others, and using holy discernment in judging doctrinal truth from error. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he continues his message, A Different Love in Action. If I continue with revenge, it will destroy me spiritually, physically, and emotionally. In the natural, I want to get even. But the Bible teaches us God is the end of revenge. He will take care. You have to trust God. It doesn't mean that we allow ourselves to be abused or somebody comes in your house and kills one of the kids. Well, I'll just kill the whole family. Of course not. Now look at the second part of that in verse 29. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Wow. If that's true, I'd have nothing left in my house. My garage would be empty. What is number six talking about? Here's the attitude that Jesus is talking about. Remember, we're so good at thinking everything we have is about wealth and security and stuff. Jesus said, no, 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 it's not about that. Here it is, number six, give freely, give generously. Jesus isn't saying we give everything to anybody that asks. Now, that's, here's how that would go. Somebody, I walk out of here today and I'm going downtown and somebody asks for my shirt. I give them my shirt. Then they ask for my pants. I give him my pants and walk around naked for Jesus. No, you'd have to get me out of jail this afternoon. That's stupid. What he's talking about is if we see somebody who has a need, they really need something, 
don't hold on to your stuff. There's plenty of poor people around. And sometimes somebody needs a lunch or they need a ride. You have to be very careful with that. It has to be genuinely somebody in need. There's a lot of people that are not genuinely that way. And we'll talk about that in a moment because Jesus addresses it. But see, it's all about not taking advantage, having a light touch of our possessions. Now, in verse 31, we come to something that you're familiar with. And some people wonder where it came from. Look at verse 31. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the golden rule. Here it is, number seven. Do to others as you would have them do to you. He states it in the positive. We should do to others as we would want them to do to us. In other words, reducing to the very simple terms, how would I like to be treated in this circumstance? Let me show you how that works this morning. To do this, you have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. This is a person that's just abused me or made fun of me. This is me. So I'm going to look at this person over here. How would I want to be treated if I just done that to them? Would I like to be abused? No, I'd like to be forgiven. See, the golden rule is selfless. It's agape love. How would I want to be treated if I was in their shoes? Yeah, but Pastor Mark, they don't deserve to be forgiven or have mercy. Exactly. What do I want when I blow it? I want mercy and grace and forgiveness. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Do I want somebody to beat me up and condemn me? No. So see, I have to think about the other person. As a Christian, that's a challenge. But that's what Jesus is saying. He says, for me to do it, not them. As I'm getting ready to react with that person, I treat them as I would want to be treated. Basically, we're to offer our enemies the same respect and desire that I have for myself. Ouch. Then Jesus tells us why that's different. Look at verse 32. If you love those who love you, What credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those whom you you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be paid, repaid in full. But love your, say it with me, enemies, do good to them, And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great in heaven. And you will be children of the Most High God. Because he is kind and to the ungrateful and the wicked. Once again, this principle must be balanced. Is Jesus saying to us this morning. That we are to give to everyone that asks us. No questions We just give. Is that what Jesus is saying? Well, we'll see how it works because every one of our pastors, Pastor David, TJ, and myself, we're going to be at the end, at the exit this morning. We're going to have everybody go through one door. We're all going to have a bag of offering that you can just give to me. 
This is a command from Jesus. You must give to anybody that asks. I'm going to have a sign. Pastor, God says give. Thank you. Is that what Jesus means? By the way, I'll tell you at the end of church, those of you who are visiting, relax. We're not going to be there. You can just email it into the office. Here's my email. No. So what is Jesus saying? He says we don't give to people indiscriminately. But we're not afraid to give to people if God puts it on our heart. Because there's lots of people in need. See, if I don't, I'm holding on again. See, I'm holding to what I think is valuable. No, it's not that people are valuable. Stuff is not valuable. Now, I want you to watch this statement because I want you to write down. I'm going to explain to you this morning. Giving a person everything to ask for is not always love. Did you get it? You said, Pastor Mark, what are you talking about? Well, I was watching a program the other day about millennials. That's the kids that are 19 to 30. This person was a millennial. And what she was saying is, this generation, 19 to 30, because they were raised in a home, and the parents never asked them to do anything, they just gave them everything, kids were kind of in control, they're in the world now, and they expect the world just to offer them everything. Yeah, you can have this, you can have this, Why don't give me the best job, I don't have to work very long for you, I'm going to change jobs 14 times in the next two years. Just to, how many know that ain't going to happen on the world? They get out there and go like, hey, the world ain't treating me like my parents are treating me. And she was saying... It was very interesting to me. She was saying to the parents, parents, you ruined the kids because you gave them everything they asked for. That is not healthy. That is not. Sometimes no is a very godly word. Can I hear an amen? Amen. See, sometimes God says no to what? Us. God, you said no to that prayer. It's because he loves us. God doesn't give us everything we ask for. Amen. Have you ever think about that? I'm so glad. Every, in high school and college, I had some young ladies that I was dating. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you didn't give me that woman for a wife. And they're thinking really big time. Thank you that didn't give Palmer to me. <laughs> Let me show you an illustration. I've done this for many, many years in counseling. Would this be right? Would this be love if your 19-year-old teenage son or daughter is addicted to drugs and they come in and say, Mom and Dad, I need more money for drugs. Would it be right to give them? Would it be love? Hello? Of course not. Now it gets more complicated. Let's advance the years. Doesn't have to be drug-related. Doesn't have to be alcohol. It's just... Something wrong with the individual. We have a 35-year-old son or daughter. Mom and dad have been paying their rent for their apartment because the person can't seem to hold a job. They've been paying their rent for the last 14 years. Now, I deal with this a lot. In fact, someone in one of the services just this weekend said to me, you already spoke to us. Is it loving ever to say to that son or daughter at 34, I'm sorry, That's the end of the money. You have to get a job. You have to be on your own. But usually one of the spouses will say, well, we can't put them on the street. I mean, we have to continue to provide for them. No, giving to them is not love. 
You're enabling them. And you know what I find? I've seen it happen. When mom and dad are 70s, there's a 50-year-old they're still supporting. Now, whose fault was that? Mom and dad. So be careful. Jesus isn't saying we just give indiscriminately to people. We love them. We help them. But sometimes we just have to say to them, sorry, you're old enough to do life by yourself. And usually what I see happening, if that happens, that person will eventually turn to God. Praise God. By the way, he'll tell them to do what? Get a job. Because that's biblical. Do you remember the biblical statement? If you don't work, you don't. You got it. Pastor Mark, that ain't love. Oh, that's big time love. I'm working, baby, because I'm hungry. Now, let's move on. So what is he saying? Jesus is reminding us we need to be giving people to those who have legitimate needs. Now, I want to present to you quickly a law that's all through the Bible. You'll understand the law from the agricultural kind of sentence, but it's really a law that applies to spiritual as well. Here it is, right here. It's found in Galatians, and watch what it says in Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. What is this law that God gives us? It's the law of reaping and sowing. A person reaps what they sow. It's a universal law. It applies to you whether you want it to apply to you or not. It's universal. For sure, it's universal in the agricultural system. See, we reap what we sow and usually greater in amounts. As a kid, I used to, my parents would take uh, my brother and myself out to our grandfather's farm in Kansas. He, he had a big wheat farm. And we'd take the Rock Island rocket, you know, from Detroit to Chicago there. And it was just great. And I got to see these thousands of acres of wheat. And I began to learn principles there. My grandpa had all these thousands of acres of wheat because he planted wheat. Now, maybe as a kid, you did the same thing. And I want you to think about this. Maybe when you were a kid, mom got a little thing of dirt, and and she gave you two little green beans, and you put them in the dirt, and you put them on the sill and let the sun come in, and you watered them. And pretty soon, what did you have? You had a little plant, and there'd be one or two beans on it. As a kid, you're probably saying, "Uh, two beans? How can I eat two beans? How come I don't have more beans? The reason you didn't have more beans is you didn't plant more beans. Do you get it? The more I sow, the more I reap. You understand the agriculture. Now you're going to come to the spiritual. Uh Uh-oh. And Jesus is going to give us five proofs that this law works. It's beautiful. So get excited. Here it goes. Watch the next verse. Be merciful as your father. This is Jesus still teaching. Be merciful as your father is merciful. You know today that God is a merciful God. He constantly gives us mercy. So what is Jesus saying? If, I, if I'm merciful, I'm going to get more what? Tell me. Mercy. So mercy leads to mercy. It's a law. It happens. You see, as we go through all of this, 
You're going to see at the end, you can't outgive God in these kind of things. In this context, if you give mercy, God gives mercy back to you in all kinds of ways. See, mercy, you know what mercy is. It's not getting what we deserve. You say, well, Pastor Mark, yeah, I don't want to give mercy to these people because they don't deserve it. Hello, that's what mercy is. How did you become a Christian? Mercy. Let me read to you. Mercy. Great verse. Ephesians 2. But because of his great love for us, agape love, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. He gave us mercy. He didn't give us what we required, which was death and separation from him. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it's by grace you have been saved. So God has been merciful to us. So what am I supposed to be? Merciful to who? To others. If God's been merciful to me, I should be what? Merciful to others. Golden rule. Do you got it? So if I do that, does anything come back to me? Yes, for mercy. In all kinds of ways and shape and form. It's a promise that comes from God. Now, we've been talking about this, and I want to put everybody kind of at ease at this point. Although I want to challenge you with this. We've covered seven commandments, and now here's another one, number eight, if you want to call it. I'm separating them. How many, how many in your life keep all seven of those perfectly? Everyone that I gave to you, starting with love your enemies, man, this, these are like no-brainers for me. I'm perfect, Pastor Mark, and all of this. And see here. Nobody. Well, God woke me up there tonight and really encouraged me. Do you know, as a pastor, is this an easy teaching for me to teach? Absolutely not. Two reasons. It's hard for you. I love you. I care for people. It's very hard for me. Because there's nobody here doing it perfectly. But I want to show you God's grace. Keep your finger right there. We'll be right back. Turn at the end of the book of Luke, chapter 9. Watch this. As you're turning there, there's one more thing I want you to write. As you're turning there, I want you to write this down. Turn chapter 9. Get your Bible. Look at it. Chapter 9. Here's what I want you to write. My old sinful nature, here's what happens to my sinful nature. I'm too easy on myself and too harsh on others. Could I hear an amen? amen. See, when, when I do something wrong, I'm pretty easy on myself. I make you, well, it's because of that person over there. I make excuses. But when somebody else says, what's wrong with you? That's my old sinful nature. See, in marriage counseling, here's the way it looks. When a couple sits before us in marriage counseling and we say, well, what's the issues? Here's what happens. Exactly. It's their fault. If he'd be bad, if he'd be better, I'd be a perfect wife. He's saying the same thing. I like to break fingers in my counseling session. So I just break them. Because I'm too easy on myself and too harsh on others. Now, look at me, and I'll explain this very quickly. John and James, two apostles, they were listening to the very words I just read to you. The very words I just read to you this morning. They got the principle. They got it firsthand. So Jesus is taking them out. They're visiting areas. And he's going to test them to see how they do. So we begin in verse 52. Chapter 9, verse 52. And he sent messengers ahead. Jesus is sending some of his disciples ahead. Who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for Jesus. 
But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. So this town, they were treating the disciples bad. They didn't want Jesus to be there. They hated him. They were not interested in him at all. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Jesus, we want to bless these people. We want to pray for these people because they have a bad attitude. We learned what you taught us. So we're going to stop right here, have a little prayer meeting, Jesus. Let's get together, get down on our knees and pray for those that despitefully use us. And God, we just forgive them in advance for what they're doing. No revenge at all, God. We just love these people. We learned your teaching, Jesus. Is that what they said? No, they said something like you and I would say. Look what they said. And they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven and destroy them right on the spot? (laughs) Let me ask you something. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Say, oh, me. That's exactly right. What were they after? Revenge. How come they didn't learn the teaching? Because it's hard. Now, what is Jesus going to do? Jesus is going to provide a law of, you just saw, if you give mercy, you get mercy. They didn't give mercy, but they're going to get love. What's the first thing Jesus did? Look at me, I'll tell you. He rebukes them. He says, you didn't do it right. That's why this is a hard teaching, because none of us do it right. We're a work in progress. We're doing better. We're all changing. It's great. Proud of you. But he's saying to his disciples, no, 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 no. Weren't you listening? Remember, he who has ears, he said right at the beginning, are are you listening to me? So he rebuked them. Then he forgave them. And they headed to another village. He didn't go like this. Well, I'm through with you. Two down. Let's get two more. Aren't you glad God didn't say, I'm through with you this morning? Can I hear an amen? We'd be through a long time ago. So he loves us right where we're at. We are a work in progress. We want to move forward. Can I thank you this morning for growing in your walk? You're doing good. We're all doing good, but we always have a little work to go. So understand as you see this, he showed them mercy. We often fail, but God gives us mercy and he forgives us. My greatest need to be forgiven. Can I ask right now, is there a person you need to show mercy to in your neighborhood, at work, in your family, co-worker? Let's ask God this week to give us a, an opportunity to show mercy. Yeah, but Pastor Mark, that's showing mercy to someone that doesn't deserve it. Hello. Exactly. If I sow mercy, what am I going to get? More mercy. More mercy. In today's message, Pastor Mark taught us about the concept of reaping and sowing. We learned that as we treat other people, that is how God will treat us. If we're judgmental, we will be judged. If we show mercy, mercy will be shown to us. We also learn not to trust our sinful nature in evaluating our lives because we tend to go easy on ourselves and be harsh on other people who have the same flaws. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. On the next message, we'll be learning the importance of forgiveness. Pastor Mark will also be teaching more on the concept of reaping and sowing. This time in regards to our giving to God. Don't worry, this won't be a pitch for money. Instead, Pastor Mark will be teaching about the proper relationship we should have with the money God has blessed us with and remind us how much God has already given to us. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Palmer, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.